Kevin and I found our passion and are finding a way to make it profitable. That's a far more challenging road than if he kept making 100 bucks an hour. The problem is people try to find something that makes money and turn it into a passion. They try to pretend that they're passionate about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you five episodes a week, four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer, of The Playbook Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 603, the last week's Meetup Monday, where our amazing team told you the top lessons that they have learned uh, whilst being on the Next Level U team. Today, for episode number 604, <laughs> Epinode. turning your passion into... Profit. So, this weekend, I actually had somebody ask, how did you find what you loved doing? And I said, honestly, I think most people know what they love doing. They're just convinced that they can't turn it into a full-time gig. Right. And the way I frame this, I, I think I did a IG Reel or whatever, TikTok, whatever it was, is most people have their P's confused. They are, a lot of people try to find something that will pay the bills, Right. So they find something profitable and they try to become passionate about it. And I think that's why so many people yes. struggle with their jobs or they're out of alignment or they don't have fulfillment. When, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm a little bit ill. Alan passed his, his sickness on to me, so my voice might be a little, a little uh, rough for this week's episodes. We apologize. We apologize in advance. Um, oh, what was I saying? Oh, th the person who asked me this, I said, honestly, Alan and I podcasted for free. Yeah, for the first two two years, whatever it was, right. I'll at some long point time. I'll go back and look and figure out exactly how long it was. Right, but probably two years. Long time. Long time. I said <clears throat> I found what I love doing, and then I found a way to stay. Yeah, and I think that when we're young, our passions, the things that we want to do, are usually because they're our passions. We yeah. don't even have worked in our mind how much it's going to cost to stay a human. Like, you don't know how much rent is in a car and car insurance. I didn't know what car insurance was until I was 16. Right. I didn't know that was a thing. So in this episode, our goal is to get you to understand that when somebody asks you what you want to do with your life, if you have that answer of like, I really wish I could do this, that's probably what you want to do. It's just a matter of figuring out how can you actually do it. There's a way. Right. Like, there's a way to do it. And I think later in the episode, maybe we'll do some spitballing of like, you, you've heard the common ones of like, well, I'd like to travel the world. Cool. Okay. How can you travel the world and make money? There's a way to do it. Take pictures everywhere you go. Right. Right. Do hotel reviews. Do um, resort reviews. Like there's a million different things you can do. It's just about getting creative and figuring out what is in best alignment with what you actually want. For sure. I think what's important to understand though is that at the beginning, it's very challenging to turn a passion into a profit. You know, uh, a good analogy here might be you play a sport in high school and you're doing it for fun. And then eventually you get into a college and you get a scholarship. So now it became a little bit profitable. 
now you're a D1 college playing this sport. Maybe it's track and field. And now you got to take it a little more seriously because now you'll lose your scholarship yeah. if you don't perform. Then, let's say you go to, into the Olympics and now you're a sponsored athlete and you're sponsored by Nike and Subway or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, you really have to perform at an even higher level. So I guess what I want everyone out there to understand, and you know that Kevin and I are always trying to drive to five and find the, the truth, is I agree 1,000%. Try, try to turn a passion into a profit. Figure out what you are passionate about and figure out how to make it profitable. But understand that it's not going to be it's something that you're going to have to learn how to do at a professional level. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'll give you an example too. So Kevin always talks about the dog shelter. I was going to use that. Loving dogs <clears throat> is, is awesome. And if you do love dogs, I do too. Great. Um, you can turn that into a dog shelter, but you also just understand that that's a passion turning it into something profitable, but you also have to learn how to run a dog shelter mm. and how to, manage a business or hire someone who does or partner with someone who does. There's a lot of nuances. I think it's just just don't underestimate how challenging it can be to turn a passion into a profit. Kevin, I invited him on my podcast, Conversations Change Lives, and then he experienced what it's like to be a podcaster. Then he started his own podcast and it took years mm -hmm. of doing it for free before we were able to even make a profit. And so I think it's really important to set yourself up for success. If you do want to go down this turn your passion into a profit road, just realize it's a very long and challenging road. And I think, again, if you are doing something and you know somebody else who has done the same thing, reach out and get advice. If you Got and it. I had you and I, oh, I it know. wouldn't have taken that long. It would have been so much better. It would have been so much better. So oh. that's, that's such an important thing. And this is the other thing. I've realized that one of my unique specialties, I think, is helping people find creative ways to make money. I just think that's something I'm always thinking about anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was on a call with a couple of our clients, and we were talking about like monetizing their podcast. Right. And I was like, well, have you ever thought of this? Have you ever thought of this? Have you ever thought of this? And they're like, no, that's a great idea. Cool. Go do that. Like, Go try that and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Okay. You want to start a dog shelter. Okay? Boom. You want to start a dog shelter. Assuming you already have a dog at home, Create an Instagram profile for your dog. Take a picture of your dog every day. Yep. Post pictures and videos of your dog doing cute things. Build up your social media presence. For sure. When you have your dog shelter, take pictures of every dog every single day. Do lives. Boom. Start a podcast. Like there, It's so much different now than it would have been 10, 15, 20 years ago because you have an audience already. You already have an audience. And, and this is like, this is the, the no BS, heart-driven no BS that will be easier for you than this is for us. Because more people like dogs than people like podcasts. True. More people like dogs than people like personal development. Education. And that's the God honest There's truth. dogs out there that have 10 times the amount of followers we have. I know. But, and that's great <clears throat> if that's your jam. Right. Photography. Like, there you go. There's a way to do that. Right. Find a local celebrity. Tell them you shoot, you'll shoot pictures for free. Mm -hmm. Boom. Build your resume that way. There's so many ways to do it. But you have to first say, that's what I want to do. Don't say, that's what I want to do, but. Exactly. The second you say, but, you're closed off. Yeah. You're closed off to it. Kevin was talking to me in the studio about this earlier. That's why we decided to do this episode is, if you are out there trying to pay the bills, you're doing what's profitable, but you might, you might not be passionate about it. Mm -hmm. I had many jobs in my life that I didn't like the job, but I needed money. Of course. And Kevin did as well. 
what we are both saying here is that you might choose that thinking that's the only road if you don't understand how. Um, the next episode, we're going to talk about something Bob Proctor talks about in that speech that we both love. I know you're listening to it on Audible. I listen to it on YouTube. But he basically talks about how it's like people don't make $50,000 a year because they want to make $50,000 a year. They make $50,000 a year because they're not aware of how to make $60,000 a year. That's true for Kevin and I. That's true for everybody. And right now, Kevin and I's business is at the level that we've earned up to this point. And today when we got in the studio, we had some difficult conversations about what you and I are going to have to start doing to be better leaders, to be better business people, to start figuring out which clients we might not be able to work with anymore because they're not as profitable. All these different things, remember this is Next Level U, Next Level University. We are learning how, so right now we have a six-figure business, hands down, okay? We're learning how to elevate ourselves and our business to the next level, which is, I think our income goal for this year is a quarter million. Gross, gross income. And again, we can go into that in another episode, like what that actually means. It's not, it doesn't mean that that's take home. But I think it's important for everyone out there to realize that we're talking about passion and profit. Kevin and I found our passion and are finding a way to make it profitable. That's a far more challenging road than if he kept making 100 bucks an hour and I kept making what I was making, which was like $400 a day at Cognex, if not more, every single day, right? And that includes seven days a week and all that, blah, blah, blah. The point is, I, you need to understand that there's a reason why entrepreneurship is not common. It's not because people don't want to make money doing what they're passionate about. It's because at the beginning, making money doing what you're passionate about it about is harder because nobody knows you likes you or trusts you yet in the marketplace mm. everyone out there right now think of a technology company okay you want to buy a phone you need a phone boom where are you going you're going to go to apple or android why because everybody knows that apple and android are the best it's already known there's certainty there when you open your dog shelter no one knows you yet no one knows you yet that's why you got to do what kevin was saying and build a reputation you got to take care of a lot of dogs before people start saying, hey, I brought my dog to this shelter when I went away. Oh, my God, they took such good care of him. They were so lit up when they saw me. I could tell. They groomed him. They, they gave him a bath, all this stuff. It's like you don't even have a reputation yet. How do you ex So at the beginning, just remember, you're new. Yeah. You're brand new. You're not going to have a bunch of referrals and a bunch of clients just like knocking down your door. Whereas with Apple, when they come out with a new phone, there's a line out the door at every single Verizon store. Why? Because they've been around for 45 years. Yeah. So I think it's important to understand that. That's all and I think it's also important to, to make sure you're, if you're comparing yourself, it's to the right people. Right. Like if you're a podcaster and you come work with Alan and I, are you going to be profitable your first episode? No. No. Unless you already have a social media following. Then right. Maybe. It's a possibility. Right. But like, are you going to be way faster to profit than it would be if you didn't have Alan and I in your corner? Yes, sure. of course. Right. Of course, but that's the way it works. So understand who are you comparing to versus who you're learning from. Yeah, that's that's another important thing. Right. It's it's very important because it's like okay. Where do you want to live? I want to live in Spain. But okay, well you're not going to live in Spain then. Right. Right? But what if you said I want to live in Spain and I am saving money so I can. I've found a local part-time job. I've found a job where I can work remotely. 
Like there, there's a huge difference between a button and and. Yeah. And that's for us. It was I am podcasting, and I never will go back to punching a time clock. Right. It's gotten bad. Like it's gotten really bad. Like yeah. in the hole, a lot of money. But it was one of those things of look. And we're committed to this. I want to do this forever. Were there times when you considered going, getting a, no. another? Okay. No. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching this or listening to this, it's obvious that you want to get to the next level of your life. We can help you get there faster. In three months from today, your life can look completely different. Here's how. Group coaching. Here's what you're going to get. So you're going to get bi-weekly calls with Kevin and myself. You're going to be on a team of 10 like-minded, growth-oriented individuals. You're also going to be in a WhatsApp chat with Kevin and I and the entire team, 24-7 access to chat. Also, you're going to get bi-weekly progress reports and peak performance tracking. Guys, this is a great opportunity for those who can't afford one-on-one coaching with Alan and myself. We have helped dozens and dozens of people get to the next level at this point. Go to nextleveluniverse.com, click group coaching, or find the link in the show notes. Talk to you soon. I've been offered. Not it wasn't the the money you were offered. I'm not as quite uh, quite uh, as a pull, quite quite the pull like Alan. But I had people reach out and say like, "Hey, people I used to work with, like, hey, come come work for me." Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you had no temptation. No, because in my mind, I knew I couldn't do it and do this. Even my family said like, "Oh, you're gonna take that?" And I said, "No, I can't." Like, I'm not. I have a. I do have a full time job. It just doesn't look like can it. Can you go through how hard that was? It just doesn't look like it. it I probably again. I want to make sure that I'm empathetic with this. It's way easier for me with my family than most people. No, no, not not the family. I mean, it wasn't how hard, hard has it been to stay? It, oh, staying here is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Okay. Can you go into the truth about how how that was and how challenging that was, but also how worth it it is? Yeah. it's For me, I'm somebody who's very certainty-driven. So understand this. And this is something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. I know when you hear it, you're going to be like, well, yeah, but not a lot of people talk about this. If you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, there is no paycheck unless you create. There just isn't. Like, Alan and I don't get paid unless we go do something. Right. (laughs) We have chosen, and again, in fairness, we have plenty of listens and we could have sponsors. We've chosen not to. We don't want to have sponsors. Right. I'd rather sponsor us to help you guys. Right. I think we're going to be able to help you more than 10% off of whatever, Whatever it is. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I don't know. Dunkin' Donuts does keep America running. Yeah, and we did. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, that's our first ad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no. But <laughs> we, we have a lot of options where we could monetize that we're not. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. But this is the hardest thing ever. This is the hardest thing ever of all time I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. Because this is like real life. Like this is, it's not a, it's not a game. Like, there is no clock. I don't punch out at the end of the day. There's always something to do. There's always something I could be doing. There's always messages I should be responding to, right? Like, I don't know that I could explain it. And if you're out there right now and you're an entrepreneur, you get it. Right. But you get it at the level you're at. I don't get what, what, who's a, Lewis Howes. I don't know what he does. Right. I have no idea what Lewis Howes' day-to-day looks like. Right. Right, because he's ahead. I don't know what Dave Meltzer's day looks like. I know it's packed, and I know he's doing a lot of stuff. Right. I know where we are, and I know what's behind us in terms of what we've been through. Right. I, I can't necessarily explain what it's like for you, but it's, it's one of those things of like, if you're not committed at a 10 out of 10, you will go. You'll go do something else. Right, well, right. Because the pain will be too great. 
Yeah. And if you give yourself a way out, you'll take it. But it's got to be something that, that's why it's like, you have to be 10 out of 10 you passionate. You have to love it. You have if to love it. If you're not passionate, you'll go f- chase something that is profitable because it makes sense. Right. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> right. Exactly. Why wouldn't you if right. it wasn't something that you absolutely loved? Right. If you don't love it, you're going to want to chase profit. Right. If you do love it, you're going to force yourself to stay in the pool long enough to learn how to swim. And I think most people, I don't know, it's interesting because Gary talks about it. Like, being an entrepreneur is sexy now. You know, it looks cool to post your picture in front of a car or in front of a tree or whatever the hell you're posting pictures in front of. Right. That's not what entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurial journey is. Nope. It's behind the scenes. Like, it's a business. Right. It's not taking pictures in front of things. It's building a business. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily know that. So that's an important thing. Like, if you're out there right now and you want... Okay, this this will be good. I assume that every social media influencer I saw who had millions and millions of followers was inherently wealthy. Until I realized that a lot of those people don't understand business. Yeah. And you can have a million followers, but if you don't know how to monetize that, it's just a million followers. Right. You can have the best audience in the world, but if you don't have a product or a service or whatever, an offer, Systems. It's, it's not going to really matter. Yeah. I've realized that. So I don't think a lot of people have, though. Right. Like, just because that person you follow has 2.7 million followers and they drive a Porsche doesn't necessarily mean they're doing as well as you think. No, no, not at all. There's they're... people with 50,000 followers who are doing really well. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I think that's important because... I have a mentor who his, his net worth is well in the tens of millions. Never know it. And you would never, never know it. No. Um, he's not even on social media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just it's interesting. And then there are other people that you would I know some people with hundreds of thousands of followers on social media who are not doing well at all. And you just have to be careful of that. Yeah. And it comes back to what Kevin and I talk about all the time, which is Instagram land isn't isn't real life. It's and it's inspiring and it's motivating and I think that's critical, but it's not the it's not the whole truth. It's just not the whole truth. That's all. If you want to know the whole truth, you got to read a biography. You know what I mean? There's a big difference between a post that Kevin and I put on Instagram and our biography. Imagine if someone wrote a biography about us, okay? It's going to have all the hard shit. It's going to have all the tough times. It's going to have all the truth. And even then, not all of it, but most of it. If it, and that's not what's going to be portrayed on social media, even though we try to be as transparent as we can, just because of the nature of it, you know? Um, I thought of this. It's like when you buy a bag of chips, you know how sometimes it's like, it's like a full bag all with the air time. All, the time. all the time, and it's actually only like a little bit of chips. I think social media is a lot like that, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, the chips are still delicious, right? But it's not nearly what you think it is. Yeah. It's just not. And remember that with wealth. Everyone out there right now, I want you to think about this. When you see someone on social media who's really, really appears to be a full bag of chips, <laughs> like with wealth, they appear rich, just understand that when it comes down to it, a lot of that is a bag of air. Some of it is chips, and maybe they do have, and the bigger bags of chips have more chips in them, but they're still not nearly as wealthy as you think they are. Mm. Um, and that's really important to understand because, and I'll, this is the last thing I'll say, I want you to learn from Kevin and Kevin and I. If you're a new podcaster, learn from us. Seriously. Do not compare yourself to us. Compare yourself to Kevin and I at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Learn from us. Learn from people way ahead of you. Compare yourself to those at your level and just 
do your best to make your passions into a profit. And and at the end of the day, you have to love it and you have to decide in advance, I'm not going back. And I want to tie and make this come full circle. You asked how much more rewarding is it what we're doing? The the problem is people try to find something that makes money and turn it into a passion. They try to pretend that they're passionate about it. Right. I would rather live my passion and try to find a way to make it profitable yeah. any day of the week. Same. I don't have to go to a job. This is this is our office. This is my job where we're recording this, right? This is our place. Yeah. And again, if you're this is this might be a thing too. If you're an entrepreneur out there right now and you're struggling, turn that into gratitude for the fact that like your old job probably sucked worse than this. True story. I know mine did. And I lose sight of that sometimes where it's like, oh my God, this is so hard. It's like, look, I don't have to drive to New Jersey and crawl up in a dusty attic. I know. I don't have to wait till three o'clock to leave because somebody's watching me and tracking my vehicle. Right. I don't have to be on the phone with someone I don't want to talk it's, to. That, that's, a, that's an important distinction that yeah. like, in a weird way, not a weird way, in a lot of ways, being an entrepreneur is, a, it's a blessing. For sure. It's a blessing. And it goes deeper than that too because you're, as an entrepreneur, you're going to learn a lot more. Yes, because you're going to be forced to about yourself. Too. About yourself, yeah, you're going to grow a lot more, because um, there is no safety net. Remember this for everyone out there listening. And I said this would be the last thing, but this is the last thing. The if you work for a business or in a business on a team, remember that you have a little bit of a ceiling of what you can make, but you also have a safety net too. You know, there's unemployment. Mm-hmm. There's there's a paycheck that's consistent coming in. When you are the business owner, there's no ceiling, which is great. No ceiling. <laughs> Sky's the limit. But there's no fucking safety net either. You can go bankrupt. And we, I know many entrepreneurs who they paid payroll and didn't get paid themselves. And it's just brutal. So figure out who you are and what you are. And it doesn't have to be a million dollar business you can start small and build and a lot of the best companies in the world started small and just just proliferated so after this episode I will, i'll give you a little tactic figure out and if you know this if you know like this is my 10 out of 10 if i could do this every day for the rest of my life this is what i would do okay if you're not there yet we have a bunch of epi- episodes on clarity go listen to those i almost said epidote again i don't know what's going on <laughs> episodes on clarity go listen to those because you need a little clarity first bunch of epidotes epidotes <laughs> take every single i can't because of and give me a reason how you actually can make money doing what you love right. there's a million ways you just don't see them yet that's okay right. neither did we yeah. there's a reason it took us two years to make money because we weren't focused on it and we don't didn't necessarily necessarily know how to do it and if you want help learning how to make money, DM us. Yes. Yeah. Please. We'll jump on the phone for free for a half hour. Yeah. We'll help you monetize whatever your passion is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You dig? I dig. Well, I don't remember what I was supposed to talk about, so you talk about what you're going to talk about. All right. So next level nation. Mm. If you're out there right now, you want to be more successful, but you also want to be more fulfilled. Who you surround yourself with, you know it. Kevin knows it. We talk about it all the time. You are the sum average of the five people you spend the most time with. What if you had a community around you who supported you, who was like-minded, who was growth-oriented? I remember when I first started my personal development journey, I had to say goodbye to the old world and the old friends, and I had to embrace the new world and my new friends, and that lonely land middle ground was so challenging for me. Next Level Nation was created to help people who are in lonely land. If you feel like you can't keep going back to old rooms, but you don't fully fit in with the new rooms yet, Next Level Nation is going to help you 
be around people who get you, who get that struggle, who are going and growing through that same struggle too. The link is in the show notes. Kevin and I checked earlier. It's the third one down. Group coaching is first. The second one, I forget, oh, is the website. And the third one is Next Level Nation. Join our private Facebook group. We've got almost 500 people in there that are constantly engaging, constantly commenting, constantly supporting one another with what they're growing through. And it will continue to grow. Always. Also, every single Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live in the glorious Next Level Nation, we do our weekly Meetup Monday, where every single week, our goal is to motivate you, to inspire you, but to give you some sort of takeaway that you can use to help yourself and those around you get to the next level of your life. We hope you enjoyed this. Up next, so this is Wednesday, we are talking about balancing challenge versus comfort. So how do you know when to hammer down on the gas versus take your foot off the gas? It's very important and and, uh, an important distinction to understand. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this. As always, we don't have fans. We have family, and we will talk to you on the next one. Talk to you on the next episode. Bye. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.